Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Buy a Business Near Me, brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, helping business brokers sell more local businesses. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Buy a Business Near Me. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon. You guys are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Transworld Business Advisors, Mr. Eric Mendelson. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you, Stone. Uh, pleasure to be here. Well, we're glad to have you on the show, man. Where are you calling in from today? I am in the Big Apple, New York City. Manhattan. All right. So uh, tell us a little bit before we dive in too deep. Can you give us sort of a state of the union, man? What's what's uh, what's the arena like right now? Yeah. So um, I am a uh, business broker uh, with uh, Transworld Business Advisors. Uh, we are the largest business brokerage. Um, so, you know, we've access to a lot of great data out there. What's going on in the current market as far as um, the main street and lower to mid market. Um, so, you know, we're seeing a lot of activity right now out there. Um, it's busy. Um, I know, um, the amount of closings we're having as a firm is up, um, by over 33% compared to this time last year. Um, we have a lot of deals right now that are going into contract, a lot of letter of intents out there. Um, you know, last year was also a very good year for activity. Um, but even more so based upon where I am here in the New York City region, um, we were certainly impacted very hard by COVID um, and by the Omicron wave uh, last winter. And so that certainly took a bite out of the business sales market. But, you know, now for the first time in, in, a, in a long time, we seem to be past COVID, which is great. And, um, you know, businesses are really selling and um, people are getting turned off to real estate um, due to the high rates, and they want to buy business instead. So it's it, it's a great time uh, for someone to want to sell their business. So is getting ready to sell a business or selling a business getting any easier? Uh, and, and and maybe I guess that uh, sort of tells you that that in my mind it, it, there's a lot to it. <laughs> right. Well, the word easier. I think that that's not maybe the best word for it. I think that if a business owner is prepared and well-educated. Um, we have a lot of data about exactly where a business should be priced. And if you price it well, you price it to be sold um, in a business where there's lots of buyers. For, for example, um, car washes are very hot. Um, liquor stores are always very hot. Um, anything to do with manufacturing, it's a hot business. Um, anything medical-related, so you price a business one of those industries well, um, it's going to sell. Um, and so it's just letting the business owner know in education about where exactly their business should be priced in order for it to sell. So what's your backstory, man? How did you get into this line of work? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good question. Um, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll give you the short answer. Um, so, my first career was in uh, financial services. I was working for an investment bank. After that, I went back to graduate school, got my MBA. 
Um, and then I came out of uh, graduate school and I just couldn't find a job. It was uh, after the 2008 recession. And so I started doing uh, residential real estate um, part-time. And uh, I saw that I liked it. I saw that I enjoyed sales. And uh, I started doing that full-time. And certainly being here in, in Manhattan, New York City, uh, you either learn the business very fast or you don't. And you're um, <laughs> because there's such a high pass-fail rate of people who can actually make it and make it a career. And so for nine years straight, I did residential real estate full-time. And that really gave me all that sales expertise, really honed my skills in uh, marketing and sales. And um, in 2018, 2019, it started to become a very tough real estate market. And so I was just trying to look for other opportunities to um, make myself more diverse. And um, I heard the term business broker. I'm like, what's that? And uh, the more I heard about it, um, the more I thought that, wow, this is something I can really excel at because in order to be successful at this, you need to do two, two things. First of all, be very good at sales. Second thing, um, have very good business financial acumen, which is certainly what I have for my uh, first career. So if you have both of those things, I think in business sales, you'll be a home run. And um, I just decided to, to branch out a couple of years ago and um, I saw this company called Transworld and they were the biggest, uh, business, biggest business brokerage out there. And I said, all right, let me give them a try. And I was also very pleased about the, uh, you know, education they uh, give to new agents. So that's what made me uh, start this career. All right. So walk us through the process, if you, if you would, broad strokes anyway. And I'll give you an example, or you could pick a different one. But uh, I own 40% of a company, uh, the Business Radio X Network. My business partner owns the other 60%. If, if we were... Um, to reach out to you and we said, hey, we're ready to exit on, on this thing. What are, what are some major steps in the, in the process that, that you would kind of help us walk through? Sure. So there are, of course, a number of errors I think that business owners make um, and that really hurts them when it comes time for a sale. First of all, um, if the business is really the owner, um, maybe you have your name attached to the business Mm-hmm. Um, could be maybe Smith Burgers, and you know you're the you know you're in charge of of the burger shop. Um, for example, um, it really hurts the sale because buyers say, "Oh, how can I replicate what that owner is doing?" And they say, "Well, there's no way possible." And then if a buyer feels that, they're going to say, "Well, the business is not worth the amount of money you're asking for it." Um, so it's as I say, a good rule of thumb is. What happens to the business if you're away for a week, if you're away for two weeks? Um, does the business crumble? Um, do you have to be on your phone um, all day? Or can the business run effectively with you away? Um, if it can, then that's great. Um, so ideally, you want to really have some sort of manager um, in place there who's going to stay after the sale. That really adds comfort to buyers. So that's the first major step that I would take. The second major step is you want to have really great books and records. That means all the cash is on the books. Um, that means um, you're documenting everything. So um, a lot of time, um, a business owner will charge personal expenses to the business. It's called an ad back. Um, so basically, we, we add that back because basically the reason why business owners do that is they want to um, – they want to maximize their deductions on their on the return so 
you want to make sure that those, you know, that those are valid addbacks when it comes up to sell the business. So you want to have everything documented. Um, so maybe you charge your cell phone to the business. Maybe you charge some um, parking or tolls or gas or your health insurance. So all of that um, you want to document. So it's very important to have really great documentation. Well, that first thing you said about being away and the business still run effectively, those are very encouraging words for me because it seems like every time I step away, everything just clicks. <laughs> it does better. I should go on vacation more often. But no, it makes a lot of sense, man. If it's, if it's so heavily dependent on the individual, then um, yeah, that, that makes sense that that would definitely impact the market value. Uh, I think I know the answer to this, but I, I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you find that at least initially – Often business owners um, have an in, uh, an inflated sense of the actual market value of their enterprise. Yes, yeah, so great question. Um, and I would say yes. I would say pretty much ninety percent of business owners have a perception, and that is why you see the results that basically less than one in five businesses posted for sale nationally actually sell. And that's staggering. I think it's about 17% is the official number um, that I've seen quoted. And the reason for that is because um, whether a business owner is trying to sell the business on their own or they hire a broker, um, if they're hiring a broker, the broker is not giving them um, the right information, the right education about where the business should be sold. And that's the thing that I do, that I bring to the table. And that's why we sell businesses and get them sold, not just list, is because um, we have those numbers and, and that's what we present to a seller when we are going to meet them. So what I'm envisioning here, uh, and maybe you have it all in-house or maybe you just have this really tight network of, of best-in-class advisors, but I, I'm envisioning you as almost like the quarterback of my sell team. So like you, you would bring in someone that can do valuation, the CPA type person. Is that, is, is that accurate or is it, how does that piece work? Yeah. So I do refer to myself as the broker as being the quarterback of the deal. We need to certainly lead the deal to where it needs to go. We need to lead the seller to where they want to go. Um, and we need to basically, um, you know, lead the CPA or the attorney um, to make sure get everyone onto the same page when um, obstacles happen or could be also the lender too. Uh, you know, lenders are obviously involved in a lot of our deals also. Uh, yeah. um, so, you know, that's kind of how we, how we kind of lead, lead the deal. But yes, we are, I would say essentially the quarterback of the transaction. So yeah, talk a little bit about, well, not just lending, but this, this, um, this whole idea of structuring the deal, because I'm beginning to learn because I've now done a few of these interviews with people in your general space. Uh, it's, you can get kind of creative. There's, there's more than one way to structure a deal, right? Correct. So a few ways a deal gets done. First of all, um, a deal can get done all cash. Um, obviously sellers love that, but um, actually, very few of our dealers get done all cash hmm. um, because um, less buyers can afford to pay all cash. The second way, I would say the most common way we do deals is with seller financing. Um, so essentially what, what that is, is the seller becomes the bank. So basically, for example, um, let's say the um, business sold, sold price is a million dollars. Buyer will put down 
possibly half down and then half in seller financing. Um, so that gets paid back usually over a few years um, with interest. And so um, there are some tax benefits to that too, um, as far as um, deferring gains um, and buyers like that, because then the seller stays involved in the business. They want to see the seller succeed because they have payments coming to them um, every month. So buyers really do like it. And uh, it is easier to get done than the other alternative, which is bank financing. So that would be the SBA financing, um, which is, of course, common. Um, And in this case, the seller gets paid in full at the closing, but it just takes a while to get done. Um, And, um, you know, banks obviously are getting, you know, I think a little more conservative as far as their lending um, because obviously there's talk about maybe we're headed in, into a recession. So, um, so certainly bank, you know, lending for the banks can certainly bring some uh, complexities into it. So that's why more of our deals get done with seller financing than with the other options. So if you're a lay person like me and candidly, probably a lot of our listeners, how would you shop for a business broker? What are the characteristics you're looking for? For what kind of questions should should we be asking? Yes, so great question. So first of all, um, you know what is their marketing plan? Um, where do they advertise? Which which website? So there's a number of certain websites on there. Um, you know that are out there that are online that post business listings. That's the first thing. Second thing, um, what are you going to do to capture buyers who are not on there? Like, what's your marketing plan? So that, that's the second thing. Third thing, um, how big is your firm? Um, and do you co-broke with other agents? So co-broke is a real estate term. It means um, do you work with buyer's agents? So, you know, unfortunately, business brokerage, I come from a real, I come from real estate. In real estate, um, there's, you know, you, you co-broke, you belong to these organizations, you know, like, like National Association of Realtors or your local real estate board. And so you co-broke with other brokers. In business brokerage, unfortunately, it's, it's like the wild, wild west where there is no co-brokerage in many, many states. Huh. So um, most of our competitors do not co-broke, um, do not work with buyer's agents. They only um, do things in-house. And so if it, when a seller is listing their business with an agent who does not co-broke, they're really hurting themselves and the amount of money they can get for the business um, at Transworld, this, this is why I joined Transworld is because Transworld does co-broke. Um, we work with any agents, whether it be externally or internally. And you know, um, locally here in New York, we have a nice team, about 20 agents. So um, not only is someone hiring me, but they're hiring our whole entire team. And that's super, super important. It makes us different. So what's the more challenging or is it just two sides of the same coin? Is it is it uh, building relationships with with buyers or, or finding sellers or is it just too, yeah. What, what is one more challenging than the other? Well, I think it's a combination of both. Um, you know, I think the first thing is obviously there's good sellers and there's bad sellers. Um, so, um, bad sellers certainly are not realistic with their price. Want this inflated value, hmm. um, are not responsive. You know, when, when you're working with the seller, you're a team, um, you know, unlike real estate where you just show a property for the most part and you just walk in and, you know, and there's very few, there's very few items that you actually need the help of the seller. In business sales, there's so much 
um, information. Um, there's a lot of specific questions that only the seller would know about the business. So you really need a seller who's going to be responsive because if not, then buyers lose interest if they don't hear back um, within a fast period. Um, but also you do want to find good buyers. Um, and so that's why it's important to have um, a broker who is going to platform, um, who's going to list a, list a business on a different, different platform. We're capturing a lot of different buyers uh, depending upon um, the price of the business. And does it largely localize, like as you do in most of your work in the in the New York area? Or are you subject to to help broker a deal in Austin, Texas? What what's that aspect of the business look like? No, good question. Um, I can certainly help anywhere. Um, that's, I mean, whether it's anywhere across the nation, um, I do certainly concentrate on businesses in the New York City metropolitan area, whether that be um, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Um, but I could help anywhere. Um, you know, so much of what we're doing these days is over is over Zoom anyway and Zoom and the phone. Yeah. Um, so there's very little these days we're doing in person anyway. And certainly um, we always want to maintain um, the confidentiality of the business. This is very important to us. So, um, you know, I'm not going to be walking in there every day with buyers anyway, because um, then the employees are going to know something's up. Um, so, um, so I could help anywhere. Um, and, you know, we do have offices of of course, all around the nation. So um, if it was a business that required more um, in-person um, handholding, then certainly, um, you know, that's something obviously we can do and we have great resources here at Transworld. Well, I suspect just the fact that you guys are so well-known and that you do good work is probably your best sales and marketing tool. Uh, but I'm, I'm always interested, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for you guys? Uh, and I'm, at the moment, I'm not talking about helping me sell my business, but I'm talking about you. Like, how do you get to go to market and have conversations with somebody like me and Lee, you know, a few years from now, you know, when we're ready? Right. So, um, you know, I, I always say it's never too early to have a conversation um, mm. and to, you know, to any business owner out there saying, oh, maybe I want to sell a couple of years. Well, you know, the right time to really prepare for the business sale is now, not in three years. If you start running the business, like you're selling the business tomorrow, I guarantee your business is going to do better um, because you're going to do the right things. You're going to invest um, in, the right, in, in the right approach. Um, you're going to make sure your reviews on social media are great. You're going to make sure your website looks good. Um, so these are all things that can help your business um, right now um, and certainly down the line that buyers are going to want to see. Um, so, um, I think it's just very important to certainly contact someone like myself and, and, and see what it is that you can do better. What a great point. I mean, yeah, I mean, just beginning to work with a business broker just to help you get your ducks in a row. I mean, that's just, that's just good mojo. (laughs) That's a, that's a technical term. You're welcome to borrow if you want, Eric, but, uh, no, that makes all the sense in the world. Hey, listen, before we wrap, I'd love to leave our listeners uh, with a, a few pro tips, a few things, actionable things. It, I mean, number one pro tip, reach out and talk to Eric uh, if you want to have a conversation, but maybe some things they can begin thinking about, reading, you know, and, and I don't know, buyers, sellers, whatever you think would be uh, helpful, but I'd love to leave them with a, with a handful of pro tips if we could. Right. So as far as number of tips to both, um, you know, buyers and sellers, um, as I just said to a seller, one, um, you know, obviously, you know, have an agent who's educated, who, um, who, uh, who has comps, who shows up prepared, um, you know, and that's also 
and is also willing to push back to you on on the price, mm. um, you know, and and listen to that honest assessment of where the value for your business should be. Because, like I said, um, the odds are that your business will not sell. Um, to buyers, um, I think it's important to um, understand the process, uh, to understand the timeline for buying a business, um, how that how that works. Um, if you've never bought a business before, it can be very stressful. Um, so it's important <laughs> to have someone on your side, to have a, to have a broker on your side. Um, certainly, um, you know, selling a business um, is similar to selling a um, you know, sorry, selling real estate and buying real estate is similar in in to, to, to the business sales part of it, in that um, there's no charge for my services for I'm a buyer. So um, for any of our listings at Transworld. So that's why I would suggest to certainly use a broker like myself. All right. So if someone wants to reach out and have a conversation with you or someone on your team, uh, ideally so that they can avoid the 80% of businesses that apparently don't sell and uh, would like to learn more about these topics, uh, what, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Whatever you think is appropriate, email, LinkedIn, website. Uh, I just want to make sure they can, they can get connected with you to yeah. uh, further this conversation. Yeah, thank you. So, um, so my LinkedIn is um, Eric Mendelson, uh, M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-H-N. Look me up on LinkedIn. Um, also, uh, Eric I. Mendelson. Uh, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, um, or my cell phone, 516-840-3516. Feel free to give me a call. Well, Eric, thanks for being on the show, man. I uh, This has been very informative. Uh, pieces of it have kind of sobering. That 17% uh, statistic uh, was a little bit sobering. But that, you know, one more reason to seek out someone with specialized knowledge and expertise to, to coach you through this, guys. Eric, thanks so much for investing the time to, to visit with us this afternoon. Thank you, Stone. I uh, really appreciate the, uh, the call. Absolutely. All right. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, Eric Mendelson with Transworld Business Advisors, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Buy a Business Near Me.